And welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here this week. We have reached episode number seven of season two already. Things are flying by this year and we can't thank you guys enough for tuning in each and every week here on Haunted Live Podcast and bringing our guests to you that we interview. And uh, tonight we do have a special guest as well. Uh, he's all the way from the UK, Gary Fields, Paranormal Investigator, and we're going to be bringing him on in just a moment here. But first of all, we just want to thank everybody so, so much for following us over on social media, on our Facebook, on our YouTube channel, also on our podcast apps where you can listen to our podcast later. We're on all the apps like Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Google, and all the other ones as well. So thank you so much for following us there and all your support. But uh, tonight we do have a special guest. He is from all the way over in the UK, uh, Gary Fields, and we're going to talk to him a bit about what he does. Uh, main thing he's into is transconfiguration and transmediumship, so we're going to talk about that, but a bunch of other things as well here tonight and get some stories out of him maybe here today as well. So with that, let's uh, bring in Gary. Good. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me along this evening. Oh, it's wonderful to have you from over there in the UK, across the pond, as they say. So uh, thank you very much for being the guest and agreeing to be on Haunting Light Podcast with us. It's an honor to have you on here to talk about uh, what you do and your experiences in the paranormal. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, let's start at the beginning with your uh, career in the paranormal field. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into the paranormal field and what sort of drew you into it. Yeah, basically, uh, I came across me Reiki Masters about 10 years ago. So I'd had a lot of experience over the years. And they just tied a lot of the energies that were going on in and around me and explained a lot of uh, things spiritually and give me experiences that I never thought I'd I'd, I'd see or come across with uh, bringing spirit into the room and show me spirit and obviously doing a lot of things with the scrying mirror and, and show me different techniques and putting all the energies into the right way of the right understanding that was what was going on in and around me since, since I was a, a junior. So uh, I'd say they changed my life and put me on the path to where I am now, uh, opening up more spiritually as well. Right, and you met your Reiki masters, and they helped you along your journey. Um, so what drew you into uh, the past? Did you have any experiences before when you were younger that kind of piqued your interest at all? Yeah, I, I, uh, whenever I explained things to them, they said that I'd seen too much too quick, too soon in and around spirit, certain things I shouldn't have been shown, uh, different dimensions of uh, my first experience was seeing me in a grave, looking back up at myself, uh, in and around a past life, but I could see a vision of me just looking back at myself from a grave, looking back up at me as I walked over to pick a football up uh, when I was about five years old. And that was uh, a jaw-dropping moment. Uh, time stood still. Uh, what went on there? Did that really happen? And I'd say I froze for about a good minute or two. Uh, really, time did freeze then. And the understanding with that moving forward with deja vu and um, a lot of things come around the seven-year cycle as well so a lot of the time I learned over the seven-year periods 
each seven year bracket in my life as different things seem to go on uh, picking up on disasters and picking up on things prior to them happening as well so uh, again don't don't be afraid of anything spiritually so if I was a youngster and watching something that was uh, like a scary movie it was like no I was hearing voices don't put your head under the sheets and come on you you can cope and deal with this so learning different things as you're moving forward which was very uh how can i say it's an experience all the way along the path right and from those experiences that you had um were they sort of instrumental in pushing you forward to meeting your reiki masters do you think that was kind of a link um to eventually meeting that and getting to where you are now yeah, we were actually, I was with another medium uh, and we was going to do a, a clearing of this building, a spiritual clearing and cleansing. And they'd invited my Reiki masters and that's how we connected. And my Reiki master, Jan, she said, oh, I've been waiting 35 years to meet you, which was quite mind blowing. And then when we explained that we'd had a link in a past life and links to like Sterling Castle and her guide is part of my team now because she's took a... Uh, a step back over the last five or ten years uh, to pass her knowledge on to me. So I feel I'm carrying on forward with her work and, and her partner's work as well in and around the spiritual side of it. So I've got links with Sterling Castle and her guide's got links with that. Uh, I did visit Sterling Castle a couple of years back and as I was driving pretty close to it, about a mile or two away, I spiritually heard, uh, welcome home, sire. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that just blew my mind away. And I was like to my friend in the car, who was another paranormal investigator in Scotland, I said, did you hear that? And he went, no. And I was like, oh, my word. It was as clear as day. It was it was just like having the radio on the voice, welcome home, sire. And I was like, OMG, unbelievable. Yeah, so that was kind of like a wow moment for you, just where it really spoke to you and connected to you that your guides are there. Uh, on yeah. the path that you're supposed to be on right so yeah i've always felt as well i was always nudged in the right direction with uh being in the right place at the right time as i was growing up as well so um you know i, I as i've experienced things and uh, and seeing things in deja vu and uh seeing cine clips back as like knights templar and seeing things back in a past life as well was are they just dreams or, or and then things were really coming a lot of clarity when he was doing a meditation and stuff like that as well so he was getting a lot of clarity and things tying in as well so i'd say there's still centuries and and chapters that i haven't had filled in yet because we don't stop learning moving forward so i've had quite a lot from like around mary magdalene and uh, around christ and that but moving forwards i've had knights templars and seems to be parts of chapters of the centuries that are filled in so I, I do feel there's certain areas that i've got to uh pick up on as well moving forwards likes of your druids and all that as well i've had quite a lot of experiences with with uh, druids and witchcraft and, and everything around circles and uh the traits and the trends that's been learned over the years like going to pendle hill that tied in with certain things as well. So that, that was amazing. And that was like five, six, seven years apart where I was getting different answers to the finalization of the questions they had from first visits from Pendle Hill. So it's really amazing how things have tied in spiritually for me. 
Yeah, they all have different meanings uh, when you connect with spirit in different ways and different messages that come through. So you've been to different areas, different castles, uh, different locations like uh, Pendle Hill. I know of that one actually from different shows and stuff. So um, were you felt drawn to those areas beforehand? Like, was there any messages oh, yeah. come through prior to getting to those locations? Yeah, I felt there was uh, two more. When, when I arrived in Pendle Hill, uh, we went to a local pub, which is over the road from the church outside the village. And as soon as I got there, I said, oh, there's, there's two white witches here waiting for us just to greet us because they're on the side of the, the, the way that we work. Do you know what I mean? So a whiter witch. Uh, and just basically, I said, they're just outside the window. And and, and some of the stuff you could hear. And as soon as we walked out the, 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 the pub after we'd had a meal and that, and just walking down towards the river to go round the back of the valley, it was it was just amazing. Just just the things were tying in. You could feel the energy through the village totally change. You could feel it changing as you were just walking down different uh, pockets of energies and different like going towards the water. Things were getting stronger and connecting, and even walking around the churchyard. And, and it was just even inside the church there in Pendle Hill as well. It was just around the local village. It was just loads of things tied in uh, and when I returned about five or six years later the we had a, an SP11 box on and the little girl was calling for us and, and she was one that virtually called out um, her family members as all witches and she was the one that was on trial so on the on the white noise box we actually got I am so sorry uh, and she wanted like remorse and I've got that on on a live um, on Gary Fields Royal Paranormal on YouTube. I've actually got that walkabout and you can actually hear the little girl coming through on that as well. And it was sure she wanted to say sorry for things that had gone on in the past. You know, it was just amazing. But I got called there to just say sorry to all the way the people had been treated over the years and over the centuries. I just went up there to apologize the way that people had treated these. So, uh, known uh, witches or supposedly known witches you know in the way people were treated back in the days of their time so i drove a couple of hours just to apologize spiritually to them but to connect and be around them as well yeah that's wonderful that you're able to connect on different levels like that and actually experiencing maybe like a moment in time where you're being drawn back into their time is what it sounds like happened is that more along the lines of what you do which is transconfiguration is that how you kind of get back into that or connect that way yeah just just touching back on with the development side of it i do development classes now moving forwards but when i was in and around danny and jan met, met the reiki masters and they virtually brought like uh joan of arc in quite close in and around me behind me just scrying in the mirror and there was a full apparition behind me and i was like wow is this what you do spiritually and it was like yeah this is this is how you're going to develop and work into uh, and then i started then uh, with the scrying i started like losing my head on the top of my shoulders and then other spirit energies were coming through uh, and then that's how the development of the transfiguration works so i worked out then to let spirit connect with me into my aura uh, not full deep trance but like a semi mixing and blending with the aura so i'd let a spirit 50 60 70 percent into my aura to explain the mannerisms their emotions what they were about what times they were through and then obviously show them through my features and my face and then change my face and my features 
and sometimes you can get it just from the, the face upwards, sometimes it could be the shoulders down, depending on the atmosphere, the energy, the location, the room as well. So, uh, again, it, it's all about uh, being there at the right place at the right time as well with, you know, if you've got more like-minded people, the energy's stronger as well, you know. So, again, it, it's just working with that and showing anybody's friends, family and loved ones. If, if they come for a reading, I can do that and bring the loved ones through as well towards the end of the reading as well. Right, and for somebody that maybe doesn't understand it fully, never heard of the term trans configuration or trans media before, um, can you sort of explain what it feels like when you go into a trance? Like, is it something taking over you, or is it scary, or how does that feel? Yeah, now, the easiest way I would explain it is it's just having the blend of the pocket of energy that's around to mix. As me as a medium, I will share the experience that I'm receiving so if I've got a member of the public on an event or something like that, or I'm doing a reading or they want to hear uh, somebody's actually talking and, and using somebody's voice box, I can blend the energy with somebody in an audience or I can blend uh, a person on an event and put them into semi-trance and get their spirit to talk through them uh, and use that person's voice box as the battery pack. So the, the person in and around that's working and blending with trance they are the battery pack for that spirit energy to come through and work and connect with me. And I can show them people as well through them if it's in a jail or if it's in a castle or whatever. Uh, and again, the atmosphere, again, it's all about connecting and being with the right-minded people, you know what I mean? So somebody that's up for it and, and up really to give it a go, that connect with spirits and open to spirits, there's a much stronger blend with that as well. So it's like... Um, I always say seeing is believing. So where people have evidence of photographs and this, that and the other, I'm actually showing spirits. I'm showing spirits that I'm connecting with, which I don't really think a lot of people have really hit the spot what I'm actually doing. I'm actually going, I've got a gentleman in this room. I'll actually blend, let him enter in and around my aura, enter into my body as a battery pack and show that spirit energy from that time period, the 1600s, the 1200s or whatever. Um, and, and and again, I, I do have a, like, a big link with King Arthur as well. He seems to follow me in and around where I go as well. That's pretty amazing that you can connect directly with uh, certain people as well. Is that more difficult to connect to a certain spirit or do you more allow just any spirit to kind of flow in? Well, obviously, I work with my guide and my team. So, you know, I have brought demonic energies through. I have changed my features into uh, low-level energies. But the way I've been trained and worked is oh, there is seven levels of light. So when we're born, we're not in the, we're in the middle. When we're brought onto this plane, if you've got an energy or an entity of uh, shift shape or something like that, I can still show and blend and capture that energy and bring it towards me. It's not about me demanding We've had certain energies that's been playing tricks on the night and been playing games and really overpowering other people around you. It's like, right, I need a word with you. You need to come and work with me. And then I, I will bring that energy forward. So I can call energies forward as well, be it, you know, uh, low level white light, uh, anything in and around. And I can also work with it where I can bring people, uh, famous people back through and, and, and stuff like that. But I tend to do that more on, a one-to-one -one in and around development classes because it's not about just working and, and 
demanding that type of side of it. It's more being professional and more being respectful as well. So if the energies that want to work with you on an investigation, they're there, they're up for it. So sometimes working with the energy that's there on an investigation, that's brilliant. That's what I ask for because that's what the Knights bring in. And then sometimes if this personal... Uh, respectful ways of bringing somebody through. I just think that's more uh, helps better in a private setting. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So it's all about the right time, the right place for certain things as well on, on investigations or doing readings or uh, bringing spirits through and showing them through my features. Right. Uh, just wondering if when you do that, uh, do people get scared when they do that, when you do it for a client or do you kind of have a method of doing that when you're doing it with somebody? Yeah, well, I, I'll certainly try and explain the situation and the process like I have done to, to, to your listeners as well. It's like, uh, again, it's always like-minded people. So, again, if I will explain the, the process prior to that and say, if you see my features, Jane, don't be surprised. It's just spirits showing them through me. And then if people want to talk and experience that i will pass that on i will always ask them first i wouldn't just go and go oh spirit please enter joe blogs over there i you know i'd, I'd ask if anybody's up for it on the night when we're, when we're doing the intro of the evening i say to people if you do see my face features changing don't be surprised because i've been working with spirit a long time and and this is what i do you know i'm not a freak of nature i'm, I'm not just uh a performing monkey type of thing i i am working with spirit and and i'll always explain that in, in a nice level-headed way where it's not about me the spirits that want to come forward the more they give me the more i can give people in and around me as well which i always think that, that that's the best way to work because respect is massive out there in the spiritual world and how they connect with you yeah it's definitely 100 percent about respect like you treat spirits like you treat a normal person so like you wouldn't want to intrude into somebody's home and start being rude or whatever to them. So why would you do that when you're on investigation to a spirit either? So um, have you had anything major incidents happen when you've been doing transconfiguration? Like has it been a moment that's been really weird to you? Or um, we've, I've had it where I've been on the live feed and we've gone to uh, a town in Liverpool and it's been known that the council wouldn't sell this lands off, land off. I think it was called Bloodacre. Uh, woods and it was next to a churchyard so a lot of things have gone on there over the years and where the churchyard was was very positive but over the the like the wall that separated the boundaries the blood acre field and woods was renowned for a very low energy entity of things that's gone on in the past so when I was walking around the churchyard and basically I went into the woods over over the over the uh, a picket wall type of thing a stepping wall I went into there and I shown the people the energy there I called the negative energy that was there from from that lurked in that area and worked in that area as well it would have driven driven fear into a lot of people as well so if you can imagine going down a dark lane and you feel oh there's a, a, an energy trying to make me scared that was that type of energy that was feeded off fear it it, it drove off fear so I was like no you're not doing that to my friends and my team and the cameraman and stuff like that so what I actually had to do was just I'll, I'll show you this energy and then I just done that on the live and I transfigured it through but I held it back at the same time so it wasn't a full blend but you can get certain areas areas back to the what's gone on the land of the days of the story of the land 
why it became that way, why it was so suppressive, why it was so uh, dark in its times. And a lot of these places where back in the day, the 1600s and all that, a lot of people would have had to pay taxes and that to go down roads and pass through into one county to another. So there was a lot of taxes and, and debts and things collected just as it is in today. But today's process is via banks and your wages. So back on the land, you've got to get to the story of what's gone on in the period, what's gone on in the time, why that person was like that. Uh, and that, that's what you do. We just get to the bottom of the story. And that's what I like to work with, with the compromising blend. So if you've got a positive or a negative, tell me about why you are in that nature or from the time you've lived on this plane. And has there been any um, cases that you've done recently? I know you were talking about one uh, a while ago to me about a recent case that you worked on. Do you want to talk about that one for a little bit? Uh, well, it's virtually ongoing all the time, basically. Like, so I've, uh, I've done a little catch-up feed on, on, on Facebook the other day, just to see, I've seen a lot of people for a while on my main page. And uh, basically, it was I've just been doing a house clearance for... A person that's a lot of things going on but in family members four to five houses so i'm actually working on four to five houses all at the same time but the, the the energy that i'm working on at the moment is the main person that contacted me i'm trying to get the balance there and and what i'm feeling is a bit of disruption in and around there's a white lady being seen and she's actually trying to keep the balance with spirit's energy around family members that are away from that house. So it's like a spider's web. It just, when there's problems and situations going on and certain people are opening that house and getting the connection, she's seen a white lady all the time. Now I've inboxed her today and said, this white lady is trying to put a balance on what's going on in your family members' houses. They're not happy spiritually. That So if there's a lot of stuff going on, it's just about keeping the balance as well. So if there's been a lot of arguments or there's a divorce going on or there's, any problems going on in and around children and spirits aren't happy of what they're seeing as family members. They're trying to contact somebody that's open to receive. And then that's the way of contacting the medium then. So it's like a little loop. So that's what I've been working on uh, today, basically, is just trying to give some understanding and put some balance and calmness in and around all, all her friends and family members that these issues and problems is building the situation. But every time she visits somewhere, She's bringing that weight back and she's bringing that into a whiter lighthouse. She's bringing that weighted energy back in. So it's, again, that feels uncomfortable for her because there's other energies going, we need to contact a medium, basically, or we need to contact with somebody in, in the spider's web of the link and the connection. And that's how spirits work sometimes. So they've got a, their own little crafty, cunning way of going, there is problems going on, Gary, but the person that's living in it can't actually see what's going on. So it just puts the the chains and the links and the connections together to working out where I can help them and say, can you have a look at this? Have you got any family members that that situation's going on? Because this is where this energy is being drove to that you're connecting with that's coming back to your house. And, and this is why it doesn't feel comfortable at the moment in your place, because it can be from anywhere. You know, it, it's, it's just amazing, the intelligence of spirits and how they work. It is. They do work in mysterious ways, but they have their own way of uh, making their point for sure. Um, that's part of your psychic reading abilities, too, that you have. Um, you said before to me as well that you can remote psychic 
uh, work. You can do remote work yeah. from anywhere. So how did you develop that and how did you sort of start working remotely? Yeah, obviously I've met people over the years. So, uh, you know, I, I work with very closely with uh, Keep On Chatting Paranormal, uh, Keep On Chatting platform on, 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 on Facebook and all that. And uh, we do investigations. So I meet like demonologists and then I'll meet, I work very closely with the White Witch and she does a lot of the automatic traveling and stuff like that, but we connect together. So if she says, I'll go off traveling at two o'clock in the morning, I'll bring you with with me, Gary, spiritually. We'll connect and we'll link and we'll go, obviously, in the power of three. Her partner actually sees uh, dark negative energy. He sees weighted energy, so he knows instantly, as soon as we start talking about it, if it's a weighted energy, he knows it's a weighted energy that we've got to deal with. I will have me warnings up and my team will give me information prior to that. But we work as a team. So sometimes if there's a lot going on in, in another house clearance, if uh, a little girl can't sleep and, and she's seeing low level energies and stuff like that or other energies that's going on, it's we all go together. So I work with a demonologist. Uh, we can encapsulate a spirit. We can actually, as a demonologist, she's a medium as well. We can encapsulate it. We can take it to another area and release that into another area where it doesn't need to be. So we'll release that energy around uh, energies of where it will feel comfortable as well. So sometimes, again, it's it's sometimes where it's disruptive too much. You've got to say, well, would you like to be around more of your type of energy as well? Because we'll do that. We'll take it to a low level energy place or we'll take it to the white light or we'll cross over. We'll balance. So again, it's, it's, it's like each individual spirit and energy has got a different uh, understanding of why they're there and what they're there for. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Let's go into a different area now. Uh, you'd like to see about some of your other travels that you've done around the UK. How far have you been to the UK? Like what have been some of the different places that you've been able to get to? Yeah, as I said, I've mentioned Stirling Castle, been to Edinburgh. I've been to Dean Castle, is always my favourite, up uh, by Kilmarnock. Uh, and some of the stuff they had there was they've got Mary Queen of Scots uh, memorabilia type of thing, but very private collection of stuff. And I was seeing all that prior to go there. Uh, I've been to, obviously, ancient Ramin. I've, I've done Margham Castle. I've done Warwick Castle. I've done all the castles in North Wales, um, basically in and around. I get a lot of things just walking around as well very close to Chester. Um, I've obviously done East Drive about 10 times. There's Newsham Park uh, Hospital in Liverpool. Uh, I've done that about 15 times. And all the time we get different things and different different energies and different nights. So no two nights are the same, way, but you can have the link and the connection of things we've picked up on in the past. So uh, I, I just love going everywhere, prisons, uh, Shepton Mallet, uh, Shrewsbury Prison. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I virtually go north, south, east, west and that. But obviously we share the driving and the team. We all we all look after each other as well, you know. So, it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot. I, I pay for all that out of my own pocket, basically, with the fuel and all that as well with the team. Yeah, that's great to share all that too with your team. Um you just mentioned one, oh, well, a couple places there that are of interest to me. Uh, the first one you mentioned, there was uh, Ancient Ram. Of course, that one's a fairly famous location. 
and um, the other one was East Drive. And I know some of the history about that one as well. Can you talk a little bit about those two both and just uh, tell us about your experiences there? Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on East Drive first. I've done that about 10 times now. I've done a 48-hour lockdown in East Drive. Uh, I think there was 10 is the maximum you can have in the location. And by the second night, everybody else had drifted off and gone home on the second night. About two, three o'clock in the morning, it was getting really suppressive. And I just thought, no, you stay at the top end of the building. I'll, we'll, all our team will stay down the bottom towards the end of the 48 hours because a lot of, was getting drained and a lot of things were getting really tired. You know, it, And it wasn't niggles between the team. It was just you could feel it was splitting and dividing them. Uh, so I ended up there about four o'clock on my own and I just said, no, you're not doing this, uh, you know, and we've had experiences where we've been prior to that. So it will play mind games with you as well. It will play mind games as well. The energy's there. And when we went prior to that, uh, three cars that we took, every car had a puncher. One had to blow out on the motorway going. Uh, I had to puncher on the day prior uh, on the day going as well so i had that fixed before i set off and then overnight uh, the the third car woke up when we woke up in the morning had flat tired as well so again it plays mind games sometimes it doesn't want you going then it'll do everything to keep it at bay and keep it away as well um the ancient ram in i've had some amazing uh interactions there and uh, there's actually uh, a crow that follows me around with hanging stuff crow, but when you walk past it, it's not the wind off you or nothing or a draft. It actually, its face virtually twists and follows you. And I've brought a lot of interaction there with uh, John. I've brought John through on done automatic writing with a, a team member. Um, we've had seven or eight pages worth of paperwork off, off John and all that. And I've had uh, a few people that's come through uh, prior into the days of the 60s, the 70s, and the characters that's been passed through the building as well and visited there. And there's been conflicts up in the attic and, and the witch's room. I've had a gentleman, about seven foot uh, team member, and he said, oh, it's not doing anything. It's very quiet in here tonight. He said, um, if you're going to do anything, do anything. And this energy just passed right through him. This spirit just went right through him. And his wife's uh, a working witch, and she went, he just went as great. He walked out the room in the ancient ramen. He had to get fresh air. Now, this lad has had A grades, uh, EVPs. He's been everywhere. He's a top technician. People have asked him to work on the telly and all that, but because he's got a trade, he's happy with his trade. And he went home after half an hour after that experience. He said, I can't cope. I can't handle it anymore. And he asked for a, he asked for a belt. He asked for something to go on. And he certainly got this wallop of energy that he couldn't explain. He couldn't control himself. He was just had to get out for fresh air. I said, well, basically, you've just been zapped. You've just been, you asked for something. You've just got this energy that's just gone right through you. You've experienced what you just asked for. So be careful sometimes what you ask for. Yeah, that's always the rule, especially when you're doing paranormal investigations, is be careful what you ask for. And I guess more so when, when you're in places like Ancient Ram, you never know what you're going to get. Um, have you gotten a lot of evidence out of there? Like, have you gotten any photographs or EVPs that are different? Or we, I would have done over the years, yeah. I would have had pictures from there. And obviously, I've got uh, live uh, <clears throat> excuse me, videos from when I've done the, uh, the YouTube uh, 
settings and that. So I'll always try and upload that later on from my Facebook to the YouTube. But we've had some uh, amazing drawings. I've got people that do the psychic artist drawings and people I'm describing, they've actually been seen uh, outside the building and then I've called them in, like the gatekeepers there and stuff like that. So uh, there's been a lady that we drew there as well and we've had uh, trinkets of uh, jewellery found and I've given them to the members, the pictures, I've given them to the owners of the ancient ramen as well. So if anybody comes around them pictures, we've done the psychic artists in drawings and, and the pictures as well. So they're nice to keep for the people that actually own the property as well. So we've passed that information on to the people that own the property as well. And uh, I, I just love all type of things like that. But I've had amazing evidence, I've had amazing uh, pictures taken where, you're, yeah, I, again, seeing is believing. So I've done the transfiguration work, I've explained that, and I've put people in trance in there and, it's just it's just such an amazing location. Uh, I think the last time I was there was around the summer solstice. So it was last summer, the last time I was there. And then obviously because of current situations we haven't been we haven't been back there yet, but we are due back there soon. Yeah, same here on our end. We haven't been able to get out to any locations due to the pandemic here too. So we're hoping that we'll be able to get back out shortly in 2021 to some of our hot spots in the area here too. So, um, but that is one thing I do like about uh, the way you do things. Um, that's one thing that actually drew me to contacting you for the show here yeah. was that you do post a lot of your evidence out there for people to see. Um, a lot of it is on Twitter and your social media. So I think that's wonderful that yeah. you actually post stuff up for people. And I'll always interact with other people's groups. I've got other pages on Facebook, like All Things Paranormal, and I'll share everybody else's work, everybody else's events, because, you know, sometimes some people might not be able to get up to certain parts of the locations in, in the UK where I'm based. So, obviously, I always share everybody else's work, and, you know, I'm a big believer in, in supporting everybody out there in the field as well. Yeah, no, that's wonderful to help out uh everybody gets uh feedback from everybody else you make new connections and that's how things go so um so what have you been doing during the pandemic then just before we let you go here today gary have you been into any new projects besides doing your clients and stuff that you have yeah i've been uh, working with uh, the lovely uh, jolene jackson lockwoods and uh karen frey our team from uh, keep on chat chatting platform so we've been building that platform network up uh, and that's on YouTube and Facebook. And we've, we've been doing uh, raising money for Calm Charity over January period because that's like a uh, very suppressive weekend that's, you know, the middle of January, a lot of people, uh, you know, are, are really struggling. So we, we set up a Calm Charity and we interviewed, we've done a 48, no, 48, 48-hour 48 weekend where we had interviewed everybody within the paranormal field and, I've done some interviews with some uh, famous TV show guests uh, over there in America as well as the UK. So, again, it's inter interacting with other mediums as well. So we're building that platform and, and raising money back for certain charities as well, which was calm. So we raised approximately, I think, £1,600 at the top of my head last figure. And, again, just, just all that type of platform. So we're building it, connecting it, and interviewing and talking about people's experience, just like your podcast as well. So it's just catching up and connecting. And, and just it's been nonstop, really, with the, uh, the interviews and, 
I think I've got a few people from, I've got a lady from Canada to interview tomorrow as well. So we're reaching out and people are connecting and we're all sharing each other's work, basically. No, that's wonderful that you're doing that, helping people out, uh, making new connections. That's what it's all about. That's what our show here as well is about, is making connections and uh, promoting people during this time that you can't get out and do what you normally do. So why not help out, right? So um, I just want to thank you, though, Gary, so much for coming on Haunting Life. And um, if you have anything that you wish to promote, we'll gladly help out with that as well. Yeah, like sure. Posting I, on I, I, our side, so... Yeah, appreciate that. Again, I, I do a live hour feed on uh, a Monday night on Keep On Chatting platform network. Uh, I think it's 8 o'clock tomorrow night, UK time. And I do an open mic hour on a Thursday, UK time at 9 o'clock. So the last couple of topics we've we've sorted out, uh, bullying within the paranormal world where teams don't get on with teams and just trying to give people an eye-opener into um looking after each other because we're all in it together so on the open out hour mic hour it's about people talking about their topics and subject or what they've seen in the paranormal field or who's captured this who's captured that so do an open mic hour as well where i try to be open down the middle uh not for or against anybody else's issues or disbeliefs i'm there just to bring people in and just go this is a nice open mic hour and let's talk about ticking the right boxes moving forwards for everybody of what we all love the industry for in the paranormal world. Yeah, no, for sure. The phrase that we used to say here on our side is um, everybody does things their own way. So like uh, you may not agree with somebody's way of doing things, but that's their way. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's why I kind of created the Haunting Live podcast show here is because um, during the downtime, we had nothing else to do. So it's better to connect and reach out and help people out that way. So, uh, but thank you, Gary, so much for coming on. Um, send me any links that you got. We'll gladly post them up to our Facebook and stuff like that. So um, we'll post those up for you as well. So, But thank you for taking time out and uh, being our guest here on Haunting Live this week. Oh, pleasure. And uh, thanks for having me along. And uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. And uh, might, have, mm. might have you on on the show. And we'll have an, an hour chat on this end of this, the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the pond. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome if we could uh, switch over to your show as well, help you out too. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And stay safe out there, folks. And, uh, uh, you know, just let's get back out there when we can and keep doing what we're doing and enjoy what we do. Yeah, and stay safe doing it. So uh, hope you guys stay safe over there. Hope your lockdown ends soon. I know you guys are still locked down over there. So uh, ours is ending shortly, I think. Uh, this week we're back into a different level. So that's great. And you too. Stay safe. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, that was Gary Fields from over in the UK across the pond uh, joining us today here for episode 7 of season 2. Just want to thank him so much again for coming on to Haunting Light Podcast. He's a paranormal investigator. He's been to many haunted locations in the UK. Has some great insights on different things that he does, such as transconfiguration, transmediumship, um, something we haven't really had a topic on here yet on Haunting Live, so want to get in discussion about that a little bit and some of his other adventures he's been into over there in the UK. Um, definitely different places than what we're used to here in Canada, so that's great to hear his stories. And thank him again for being here on Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, but just to wrap up this episode for Episode 7 of Season 2, thank you guys again so much for tuning in each and every week we greatly appreciate your following us on uh, social media over on facebook 
also over on our Twitter. We're also on Instagram. We're also on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel. Uh, not only are our current episodes being posted over on YouTube, but we do have a lot of great older content as well that's posted up on YouTube that you guys can check out, old investigations and uh, different videos that we put together in the past, so uh, definitely worth checking that out. Um, also, before we go, don't forget to go over to our website. Our official website here at Haunting Live is hauntinglivepodcast.com, where we have a merch section where you can buy uh, different items from us that we use in the field every time, uh, such as crystals, pendulums, smudging material, and some promotional items as well. Uh, also on our website is our tickets for public events. You can go check out the next upcoming public event, which is going to be held at the Queen's Inn in Stratford, Ontario, uh, this coming Halloween. Uh, tickets are already available for that event. Um, it is a public event, so uh, depending on what's going on with the COVID rules by that time, we'll definitely be abiding by any rules that are put in place for any public gatherings. Uh, but you can check out the tickets there. They are 140 for the event for Ghost of the Queens, uh, Halloween weekend, uh, 2021. So with that, guys, thank you very much for tuning in this weekend. Uh, we had a couple of great shows. So uh, looking forward to getting those posted for you guys so you can check them out. And again, thank you so much for following us here at Haunting Live Podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Watching. And of course, subscribe.